Hi, and welcome to episode 68 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhone Life. Each week, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. And except for this week, actually, we're devoting especially to the Apple Watch. Uh, we've got some Apple Watch news, and we want to help you decide which Apple Watch you should buy if you're in the market this holiday season. And if you're not an Apple Watch owner yet, but you kind of wondered about it, should you get it, should you not, stay tuned. We're going to cover that too. So this is for people who are either have an Apple Watch and are thinking about upgrading, yeah. have an Apple Watch and are not thinking about upgrading, or thinking about maybe someday have an Apple Watch or curious about that. Yes, and I do think that Apple's latest releases make the Apple Watch appealing to a wider range of people. So it's been somewhat of a niche product up until now, and now it's, you know, it, it, stay tuned, keep an open mind. You might mm -hmm. be interested in Apple Watch <laughs> when you didn't think you were. But first, we want to share with you our sponsor for this episode, Fanatic Software with their Informant 5 calendar app. So one of my least favorite built-in Apple apps, two of my least favorite built-in Apple apps are Reminders. I never quite get them to work right. Sometimes our reminders don't pop up. And the calendar app, which I just really struggle to use very well. And mm -hmm. so one of the questions I get a lot from people are, what are good alternatives for those two apps? And an alternative for both of those two apps, and this is why it's so powerful, is the Informant 5. It combines really powerful task management tools with your calendar in one place, which is really how they should be because really? reminders and calendars go hand in hand. I mean, part of why I get confused is like sometimes I'll be like, I'll tell Siri like, remind me that I have a meeting tomorrow and it doesn't know is, is it putting it in a calendar app. is it putting it as a reminder and really a lot of these things go hand in hand so really powerful calendar really powerful reminders much more customizable really user-friendly all in one app informant 5 they have a free version and a premium version they have a Mac app as well so it syncs across both i love that cross device integration yeah yeah so make and sure you check it out version the free version has a lot of features too it's definitely mm -hmm. a free version that you know is still very usable yeah so it's worth trying that out and if you like it then springing for the pro yeah i love i'm so excited that uh we have so many great sponsors that have great products it's one of the things mm -hmm. we try to do is make sure that we bring in people who advertise with us, who actually have great products. And this is a good example of an, an app that's just really useful, a really good solution for people out there if you're looking for a more powerful way to manage your schedule. So make sure you check it out. It's called Informant 5. If you are confused by that in any way, you can go to iphonelife.com slash podcast and we'll have a link for you. Yes. And so we also have a quick plug for our daily tips newsletter. If you go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up to get one minute tips each day that teach you something you can do with your iPhone, iPad, or Apple Watch. And uh, this week we wanted to teach you a quick iOS 11 tip, and that's how to disable Siri's home button functionality so you only use Siri by uh, using Hey Siri by voice. And so this is a feature, I've just activated Hey Siri here. Um, <laughs> Happens every time. It does. So the purpose of this is that sometimes, the home button does a lot now. So sometimes you're trying to activate Apple Pay and you by accident, you know, press and hold instead of double pressing from the mm -hmm. lock screen and suddenly you're using Siri when you're trying to pay at checkout. And Hey Siri is a really great feature and a lot of us 
prefer to activate Siri by voice. So now you have the option to go into your settings and then go under Siri and search and you can just toggle off press home for Siri. And once you've done that, you your home button will just no longer activate Siri. And so that's something you might want to try out and see if you like. I, there's a really good use case for this for me is I've seen a lot of people struggle with Touch ID and they end up holding it too long and it turns uh-huh. on Siri and then they can't unlock their phone. So this is a really good solution if you have a hard time distinguishing between lightly touching the device for Touch ID and pressing it for Siri. Try it. I will say the downside is, hey, Siri doesn't always work for me. Case in point, my phone didn't just light up. <laughs> well, it was face down, yeah. though. No, but, but it didn't. I also, mean, it, I mean hey, if Siri you're having trouble like activating Siri with your home button, don't press. Just like put your finger there. Yes, that's, that's a good secondary tip. If you yeah. are having trouble with this and don't want to turn off the feature, it's all about placing your finger without pressing. Yeah, this is definitely one of those tips that's not going to be for everyone. We're not saying we recommend everybody turn off the home button functionality for Siri. Or on the iPhone 10, that will be the side button. Yes. Yes. But but it's something that's nice to check out because people have different frustrations. This is a frustration for some people, and this tip will help solve that. Yeah, one of the great things about our tip of the day is the iPhone is so customizable, and most of us don't know all the ways. Yeah. Not every customization is right for every person, but it's really nice to be empowered to know all of the ways and then figure out which ones are right for you. Yeah, and digging through the settings app and trying to figure out what it all means is also not very fun. So we just break it out for you in a fun, easy to consume way. And free. Yeah. Next, we want to tell you about our iPhone Life Insider program. If you go to iphonelife.com slash insider, you can sign up for our monthly subscription. And this is our premium offering that helps you really master your iOS devices. We have guides that walk you through all the new features of, say, your iPad, or if you just want to get to know iOS 11, we have a comprehensive guide with all of the new features um, available to you there. Uh, We also have our Ask an Editor feature where Sarah will help people who sign up uh, if they have any tech-related issue with their iOS devices, and she'll help them find answers. Real quick, one quick plug. You also get a digital subscription to iPhone Life magazine. Mm-hmm. We're coming out with our new buyer's guide, and it's awesome. It's I think our best. I think it's our best buyer gu- buyer's guide we've ever so done. Too. How about you? We incur we included uh, devices this time around, so we have comparisons of all the iPads. Apple Watch, which we're getting into today, and of course iPhone, plus all the best gear for cases, uh, the new chargers, everything you need to know for accessories as well. So really awesome. You can subscribe to the magazine alone if you want iphonelife.com slash subscribe, or you get a digital subscription through the Insider program, iphonelife.com slash insider. Yeah. So Sarah has an insider question she's going to share with us. So uh, this is from an insider who recently up, uh, updated his iPad or his iPhone, I can't remember, to iOS 11. And now when he goes to share photos, uh, the option to share them via messages is not showing up. Hmm. Um, so there's a, a couple things that this could be. Uh, one, he should probably go into settings um, and messages, and then make sure that MMS messages are toggled on and iMessages are toggled on. Um, and then um, he also should probably check how many photos he's sending. If you're sending too many photos, like messages oh. won't always be an option. Mm. Um, but also it's possible that the order, the share order, because there's a whole share menu, and if you 
uh, swipe to the left, you'll see more share options. And so it's possible the order was mixed up, and so it's just further down there because it's not actually possible to remove um, messages from the share menu. So, uh, so if he wants to change the share order, if anyone wants to change the share order, you swipe all the way to the left, and there'll be in the share menu um, a little thing that says more, and you tap on that, and you can edit. And That's you, a really cool tip. You tap the, the three horizontal bars to the right of the share options, and you can reorder them so that the ways you like to share things, like photos, uh, will you know, the ones you use the most will be the first ones you see. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, if, I never knew if that. none of those work, um, a hard reset is always a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not always a great idea, but it's a great last resort. So just hold the side button and the down volume button for about 10 seconds until an Apple logo appears. And then that will, it's, it's basically like if you were rebooting your computer, it's just kind of like any little weird bugs might disappear it's always a good idea if your phone starts acting really buggy, although that's not really helping me with my iOS 11 issues, but that's a different, a different thing. It is a good – I definitely agree with that. We get a lot of people who email us with questions, and we say, try restarting, and they go, okay, and then it works. So if, especially well, if it's – Restarting and, and doing the hard reset are not the same thing. Ah, so explain the difference. Well, okay, so restarting is you just, like, turn your phone off and then turn it back on again. Like, the reset, it's really, like – it's kind of the difference between putting your phone to sleep and – I'm not your phone, your computer, because, of course, you know, like – just press it just you can just locking your phone will put it to sleep but um but on a computer you know when you like or it might really be more like the difference between restarting it versus shutting it down and waiting a few minutes and then turning it back on it just lets your whole device reset itself so um so to restart your computer you i mean your computer your iphone or your ipad you just press the side button until it you know the Apple logo turns will light on it, yeah. Yeah, well, no, it will say, you know, like cancel or swipe to turn off. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's how you uh, just turn it off. And then you can press the side button again to turn it back on. But to do the hard reset, like I said, you need to press simultaneously the side button and the down volume button until the Apple logo reappears. Mm, okay, okay. And I personally found that if I just turn my phone off and turn it back on, that often can fix it. Right. And that's actually, you should do that first. Okay. So order of operations, first, see if you can solve the problem. If not, turn your phone off and then back on. If that doesn't work, then do a hard reset. And if that doesn't work, email Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're an insider, you can email me. You can also, uh, you can, there's a thing you can do which sucks because you lose all your settings on your iPhone. But if things are really bad, mm-hmm. you can reset, you can restore your phone to the factory settings without losing your data. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have to put all your settings that you've customized back. But if any kind of weird bug has been introduced into the operating system on your phone, this will take care of it. But I would definitely, I mean, that's, it's really a pain. Like you don't even realize like oh, all the customization, all the customization you've done because it gets passed on from device to device. But what happens is eventually as you update phones and you update operating systems, Things can get a little wonky. Mm-hmm. I will say that a lot of times these bugs get created by, uh, let's say, customizing your phone 
gone wrong. Like sometimes people accidentally go into their settings and either change something they didn't mean to change or didn't realize they changed. And oftentimes that is what then something they expected to be in a certain place is no longer there, something like that. So there Mm -hmm. is a time and place to reset all your settings because a lot of times you've actually been the one that accidentally created the problem in the first place. And I think we have some articles that can guide you through how to do that. So we could we could link to that in our blog post if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, as part of your insider subscription, Sarah can help you when you come up with specific issues like this. Go to iphonelife.com slash insider to sign up for that. Uh, next, we want to jump into our news segment. And that is Apple Watch related too. This is the Apple Watch episode, apparently. And um that's about the new Apple Watch Series 3 that has a cellular, it's the LTE and GPS version. And uh, it's been having some problems with connecting to cell networks. And so we want to talk about that a little bit and uh, you know whether or not that's something you should be worried about if you're considering buying the new Apple Watch. Um, yeah, so uh, The Verge, and I think it was The Wall Street Journal, but I'm not totally sure, both of their reviewers had trouble um, with the handoff between Wi-Fi and then cellular because what would happen is they'd be walking around without their phone and you know you, there's so many different Wi-Fi signals and apparently there was some kind of issue where they weren't joining the Wi-Fi signals they were walking by but it was interfering with the, the watch's ability to just be on cellular. Like they were trying to connect to unknown networks but they weren't successfully connected oh, wow. so therefore right. you just didn't have anything. So, I mean, that's, and, and Apple actually came out and said, yes, this is a problem, um, which mm-hmm. they don't always do. Mm-hmm. Um, As a rule, I tend to be more concerned about hardware bugs than software bugs because they're so, mm-hmm. so much harder to fix. With software bugs, especially something that isn't a major bug, I agree with you. It's Apple will likely fix this prior to its shipping or very soon after it ships. Right. Uh, one thing that I find that actually happens to me all the time already is... I find that Apple will, my iPhone will stay connected to Wi-Fi long after the Wi-Fi works for me. Have you had this problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I'm driving away from my house, what what happens to me almost every day is I'll, like, turn on a podcast and I'll do it from my car, which is a little bit out of range from my Wi-Fi signal, but it tries to stay on range. And I kind of have to wait till I drive around the block and get, like, surprisingly far away before my LTE kicks in. Yeah, and I live like huh. a block from my parents, yeah. so that's a problem too. And I'm connected to your Wi-Fi too, I, you know? <laughs> so like I drive down and David lives w- within a block of my parents too. On the we live side. in a small town. Yeah. So, you know, like I have to like be far away, like, because I'm just connecting to everyone's Wi-Fi. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I have the same thing. I know a lot of people on my block and as I drive by, it tries to connect, messes up my whatever I'm trying to do, and then I start over. So it is... I guess I'm vaguely more concerned because I think Apple hasn't mastered it on the iPhone, let alone. Right. But I've, I've made it this far, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. so should we talk about, like, who should get which Apple Watch? Yes, yes. Definitely. I think a good starting point is who should get an Apple Watch, and then we can talk about which ones, okay. right? Okay. Yeah, I think to answer that question, I would say that it is a bit of a different it's a different landscape now than it used to be now that you can buy an Apple Watch with a cellular connection. Because I would tell you before the Apple Watch Series 3 came out with cellular that really you should consider an Apple Watch if you are interested in tracking your fitness and that's about it. Because the third-party apps haven't historically worked that well. Having to be within range of your iPhone just limits the situations you'd use it so it doesn't become habit as much. 
But the fitness tracking is awesome and it's way better than any other fitness tracker I've ever used. But now this does bring it into a bit of a different category because you can make calls, you can receive notifications, play your entire Apple Music library without being in range of your phone. And so I would say that this makes it appealing to people who want to be um, – who are active and want to be less connected to their phones all the time and that, that that's appealing to them. I will say, I think, I think I've been in disagreement on this point. I think you two both feel that the primary purpose of the Apple watch is the fitness tracker. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, personally, I somewhat use my fitness tracker, but I don't use it that often. Uh, I like it, but I, when I'm working out, I don't like that my Apple, like sometimes I like having it on, but sometimes it just feels like sweaty and gross. So I often take it off for my fitness, for my working out. Um, to me though, I love my Apple watch for all the other things that I guess you guys don't seem to care that much about. I do care about them. Okay. Okay. Well, so I don't care about them. Okay. You can accurately say that. (laughs) So Donna doesn't care. Uh, and, and to me, the biggest reason why I, like my Apple Watch, is that it allows me to quickly and easily access my notifications without taking my phone out of my pocket. And that Mm. doesn't sound like a big deal uh, to to some people. Apparently, it isn't a big deal. To me, it makes a big difference in my lifestyle because I really like to be out and present with people and not have my phone out. And yet still, if if I'm getting notifications and it's in my pocket, I'll get worried that what's going on? Do I need to check it? Whereas on my Apple Watch, I can quickly glance at it and go back to the conversation. Uh, And it lets me access really quick, easy information without taking my phone out as well, like what's the temperature or uh, like what do I have on my calendar coming up? Things that I can quickly, easily navigate to that don't involve much third-party app that uh, allow me to be more present with my surroundings. I would agree, definitely. And it's funny how annoying it is to take your phone out to check the weather because it's not like you can put it so it's on your iPhone screen. And I don't know why you can't do that, Apple. But um, yeah, so having to like go through a couple steps in addition to pulling your iPhone out to check like the temperature or the weather in the next few hours before you leave your house is really annoying. I agree. There definitely is a benefit there, even though for me it's not a strong enough benefit to buy the Apple Watch Uh for that reason. But it is nice because like sometimes I'll go to check the weather on my phone and you'll get sucked into a rabbit hole of, oh, I have a million notifications that I don't really want to look at right now, but now I don't even remember why I'm looking at my phone anymore. Yeah. (laughs) You know, whereas if you just glance at your wrist, that's nice. But so uh, I was just going to say, I do think that um, being able to do all those things you're talking about without having your phone in range is even cooler. Yes, it definitely is cooler. Um, I, I think last point before we get on to which of the many Apple Watches are right for the right people, uh, I have a hard time, and I think Apple also has a hard time, explaining the convenience of it. It doesn't, like Sarah's saying, it doesn't sound like a big deal to be able to take <laughs> your phone out of your pocket and check the weather. And it's not. But if you're... There's 10, 20, 30 times a day that I need to check something that I can do on my Apple Watch instead of taking my phone out, and it adds up. It's a similar feeling to if you're yeah. an iPad owner. There's nothing really that your iPad can do that your iPhone or your computer can't do, but there's a there's a certain use case of uh, of browsing the web, doing things for entertainment, where it's the right form factor for that. Mm-hmm. And it's the convenience of that makes it worth it. And I end up using yeah. my iPad way more than my 
computer because of that. And similarly, there's no, there's nothing that I can do on my Apple Watch that I can't just take my Apple, my iPhone out to do now. Obviously, that changes with cellular, but well, except for fitness tracking. Fitness, yeah, thanks. That's a good point. So fitness tracking certainly is a premier feature, and I'm not arguing with that. But the other things really do make a big difference to me. So, I mean, I think actually what really makes the Apple Watch stand out is the combination of the fitness tracking and the really mm-hmm. amazing way that Apple has integrated all of these convenient features from your phone um, and then put them in one device. Yes. It's, it's really spectacular. So let's get into the way we've split this one up. Instead of saying, should you buy this one or should you buy that? We have instead, like, who should buy the Apple Watch Series 3 with cellular who should just buy the Series 3 with GPS because they have two Series Mm -hmm. 3 models. And then the last series that Apple now offers is Series 1. They don't offer Series 2 anymore. And so also who should buy that one. And the prices here, we've got $399 starting price for the Series 3 with cellular. That's the 38 millimeter. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to probably end up spending more than that if you want to get a bigger one or one with a different band. Uh, The Series 3 GPS starts at $349. And the series one is two oh three twenty nine, and the series one is two forty nine, I believe. Right. Let's start at a weird place, which is which size you should get. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I really like the bigger size. It has better battery life, but it looks ridiculous on me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a bigger wrist, I would get the bigger one. Yeah, I, I think this comes down to how big of a person you are. <laughs> yeah, I think it comes down to wrist size. I think that if you have, uh, it looks a little bit awkward if you have a really small wrist, but if you have a bigger wrist, then it works. Um, not that this is universal, but it does tend to split between men and women. I, I don't have particularly big wrists for a man, uh, but it fits pretty well in my hand. So I think that, uh, you know, for most men, I, I would recommend the, the larger uh, Apple Watch. And I have seen some women at the gym that I know who, who do have the 42 millimeter mm-hmm. and it works really well on them mm-hmm. too. So yeah, I think it's like, it's one of those things you kind of have to go and try on, same as sunglasses or, you right. know, yeah. like you might just know that you're a small person and that the 42 is going to be ridiculous. But if you have questions, go to an Apple store and try some on. And if you're a particularly small person, you may want to try on, see if the smaller one works for you. Uh, one of our editors, Rayanne, doesn't like wearing the smaller one because even that doesn't fit her she quite right. She described it as like a like a prison tracking, tracking <laughs> bracelet. Yeah, I mean, she has like the smallest wrists I've ever seen. Yeah. And the Apple Watch looks hilarious on her. <laughs> it really, really yeah. does. So um, I would say that the Apple Watch Series 3 cellular is for people who've been all along wanting a smartwatch that can replace their iPhone in some ways. You're mm-hmm. still You're still going to need an iPhone. Yeah. So I have, I have one problem with the Apple Watch cellular, and this is a problem actually I have with, there's so many cellular things now, like uh, I, I was testing out the Whistle pet tracker, which is really awesome. I have a dog who manages to run away at least once a week, and even though I'm really careful, he's still like, woo, I'm gone. And so being able to know where he was is really helpful. But you know, that's $10 a month for that cellular yeah. tracking. And then you have an Apple Watch. Now, initially we reported that Verizon would be offering it for $5, but they actually gave us incorrect information and like most carriers, it's yeah. going to be $10 a month. I was so bummed That's about that. That's annoying. And, and I, what I want to know is how come I can't just pay Verizon, that's my carrier, for a certain amount of data each month. I share it with my family who are on my plan. Why can't I also share it with the different devices yeah. I have? Why do they charge per device in addition to for data usage? Because I don't, usage? you know, like 
the tiers between the data are such that I really err on the size side of like a slightly bigger data plan than I need. And I know I won't be using that much data if I get the cellular Apple watch. And so there's going to be all this data I'm not using mm-hmm. and I'll be paying for like a whole different like cellular plan. And it just makes me mad. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's not going to be, I think they're going to have to change the model as we have more devices that will have cellular capabilities. It just doesn't make sense to be paying for so many different cellular plans. I completely yeah. agree. I think the challenge is the, the carriers have decided that what people care about is unlimited, uh, which personally I don't particularly care about. I just want enough, <laughs> especially right. because with unlimited, eventually they start to slow down your data and it's basically unusable. So you're kind of trying to figure you're out not where really you're. unlimited. Yeah. Um, but you can't have unlimited data and have unlimited devices on that data. Yeah. Unless you're charging a lot. And so it's like because they're focusing on limited, that's why they're charging per device. But I agree with you. It's like it's really not going to use that much data, and I don't want to pay $10 a month. And it's already more expensive as an Apple Watch. Right. And when you're factoring, you're paying $120 a year on top of that. That's really a big barrier. You have to really want to not have your iPhone with you to make that work. Yeah, and my husband falls into this category where he he complains all the time about having a phone addiction, but he, for his job, needs to be able to check on things. Um, pretty much he has to have his phone with him all the time, and this will allow him to not have to have his phone with him, and so right. that's something that he's he's willing to pay for and I can really I don't think for myself I'm actually going to get it yeah um because for me fitness tracking is still the most important thing so um the series one or the series three gps would be right for the person like me whereas that cellular connection would be worth it for someone like him I'm really thinking I'm going to get the series three gps because why is that yeah well one thing is I don't really care about streaming music I I have like a ridiculous amount of music on my phone already and I can transfer those playlists that I use just for working out mm-hmm. and I could, you know, like... To your Apple Watch? Right, exactly. Is, and is, is that not a huge pain though? No, it's really not because now with WatchOS 4, you can put multiple that Play was the big deal, playlists. Yeah. Like before you could only have one playlist and so that made it useless and you had to have your phone with you the whole time. Um, but now if you can have multiple playlists... And, oh, and it's cool. so much mm-hmm. easier to access those playlists from within the music, from within the workout app. You can actually just swipe left on your workout screen, and then you can like adjust your music and swipe back to your workout screen, which is fantastic. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, unless I'm out running, way out, you know, on a trail somewhere where it would be a good idea for me to be able to call someone if I hurt myself or something. It's not a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. And that is really cool, too, because with the Series 3 GPS, you can listen to music, but you also are getting a bigger battery than in the Series 1, and you're not wasting that on the cellular connection. Right. Because I was reading a teardown of the Apple Watch Series 3, and the battery is bigger. Oh, good. Um, That was something that that, uh, Apple didn't really address at Mm -hmm. the announcement. So that's – I mean, it's not – it's not significantly bigger, but it is bigger. I think a good use case for the the cellular, another good use case, I think it's good to give a few of them because it really, like, different people are just going to fall in different camps in this. Our COO, Noah, uh, he coaches soccer, and he 
uh, so he's out coaching soccer for a couple hours every day, and he doesn't want to have his phone on the sideline because he's coaching soccer to I think lower school children yeah, who he are doesn't want his phone to get trampled on. on it. Yeah. Uh, also, it's With soccer. Cleans, it's debatable yeah. whether he would have be within range or not on the soccer field. Mm-hmm. And so for him, this is the first time he's actually interested in it because it gives him an ability to have cellular connection, get text messages while he's doing an activity where he couldn't do that before. My kids were part of that same soccer league Mm -hmm. and there is no cellular connection at some of those fields Uh and a watch isn't going to Sorry, Noah. But I do think that kind of taps into like both Noah and my husband are people where that sort of freedom, this freedom that you get with the Apple Watch cellular is something that appeals to a lot of people. Yeah. Now I will, if you're not an Apple Watch user, I will warn you, it is very convenient for a screen that small, but it's not perfect. And so if you're, it's your yeah. only device you're carrying with you and you're trying to carry on a text message conversation or send an email, you can do it, but you're going to get frustrated if you're doing it regularly. That's right. honestly one of the reasons I'm not going to get it. I didn't think to mention that, but it's I don't really like texting on it. It's a oh, little bit yeah. annoying. But for things like checking the market, which is what my husband will be doing, just checking that or making calls when you need to, it'll be fine for that. Yeah, right? and quick text, like it gives you presets that are pretty good or quick yes, no, maybe, whatever, but and like a long conversation. Those. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. yeah. A long conversation when you have to, you basically write it out with your finger. And I yeah. had a pretty funny like misunderstanding uh, where I was trying to explain to my boyfriend that I couldn't text right now because I was running and he was like you're in rehab what <laughs> oh, no. so uh yeah that's it's not- amazing you never told that one that's a great just happened last up. night um so yeah you can't you know it's you have to get really specific with those like sort of preset messages but also like customizing them is and getting accurate text messages through like what they call the scribble is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about who might not want to get the newest Apple Watch? Who might want to save some money and get, get the, the series, series one? one? Yeah. Yes, I think the truth is it's a really as much as we try to avoid framing it this way, it's a budget consideration. The only reason to get the series one over the series three with GPS is if you're trying to save money. If you're only focused on fitness, and if you don't swim with it, if you don't swim with it, if you're only focused on fitness but don't mind. Mm-hmm having your oh let's let's put it this way if you're only focused on fitness and don't care about the gps feature either you have your phone with you or you don't mm-hmm. track it then it's fine but even then because i have the series one the processor is not as good so really i'm having a hard time recommending it for anybody really i disagree because do you, you, you have, have the series you have one the original you have. Oh, okay so, so i, I yeah, yeah i know but is it really the series, it is different the series different. one has a better processor in it but yeah. how much better um, and i have three? some it's better enough that it can use the new heart rate monitor features that the original apple watch is oh, not okay. able to so we've helped you decide in this episode which of the, these Apple Watches might appeal to you based on the different types of people we've represented here. So hopefully we've helped give you an idea. We would love to hear from you though. Uh, which Apple Watch are you planning on buying? Are you planning on upgrading from a current Apple Watch? Or is, are you a first time buyer? You can email us at podcasts at iphonelife.com. We'd also love to hear if there are any considerations that uh, we didn't cover. So uh, we look forward to hearing from you and we will see you next episode. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone. Thanks.